Welcome to State of the Nonprofits. I'm your host, Autumn Vest, Executive Director of MSS. Nonprofits use programming to deliver services into our community and spread the message of their mission. There are some truly innovative and exciting programs happening right here in West Texas. Sometimes the biggest challenge is in bringing people to your program, but that's not the case for one local nonprofit that has started taking its program to the community in a big way. I'm excited to visit with Executive Director Randy Hamm about the colorful splash Odessa Arts is making. Welcome, Randy. Thank you so much for having me, Autumn. I'm so excited to have you here and get to chat with you. I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. Like I was saying before we started, I've listened to about eight to 10 of the episodes and they're such a great resource for me. Uh, so I, I'm glad that I get to be kind of in the pantheon of professional development. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love that you're a listener that, and I love the feedback from, from our listeners too, because this is truly about providing conversation or starting conversations even that are meaningful to our nonprofit community. So thanks for being a listener. Absolutely. Thank you for doing this. It's a, it's such a great asset to the community. We're excited to offer it. So let's talk about you guys. What is what is Odessa Arts? Give me the, the big picture. Okay. So uh, in a nutshell, Odessa Arts was started in 1978 as the Odessa Cultural Council. And it was a group of about four organizations, the Globe Theater, the Permian Playhouse, the Symphony, uh, what was then the uh, Art Association of the Permian Basin, which is now Ellen Noel, uh, got together to, to start talking about a conversation that we're still having today how to get the word out about the things that they're doing and kind of work on marketing. And that's that's kind of where they started. In 1981, a law was passed or a tax ordinance was passed at the state level that said up to 15% of hotel occupancy tax could be uh, allocated to support and promote the arts. So at that point, they became a 501c3 and started lobbying the city of Odessa for hotel tax, which then they subgrant out and we still do that to this day. We subgrant out hotel occupancy tax to the Ellen Noel Art Museum, the Basin Theater Works, which used to be the Permian Playhouse, the Ellen, um, the Symphony, the West Texas Jazz Society, and and so we do that, and we help promote cultural tourism, and we help them. Um, market their events. Uh, it's still a problem to this day. Uh, in addition to that, we also curate the city's public art collection. And that's something new that we just started in 2014. I think that's the thing that really triggered me to want to have a conversation with you. So let's talk about that. What is public art? So if you take those two words and, and separate them, you know, you, you know what art is when you see it right? Um, it can be visual, it can be theatrical, it can be symphonic. It's all of the different disciplines uh, that enrich a culture and tell the story of a community or a culture through artistic means. All right. So when you have the Midland Festival Ballet doing the Nutcracker and you have all of those little dancers, you know, all of the little kids that get to perform on stage at the Wagner Noel, um, you're not just seeing the nutcracker. What you're seeing is the story of these little kids participating in art and culture. And it's their story as much as it is uh, the nutcracker story. So that's that's art. Uh, public, obviously, is community involvement. And so for the, um, for the purposes of our program, public art is art that is cited on city property. So, Autumn, I can't tell you if no, if you want to put a statue in front of your house. That's your house. But when we're talking about public dollars investing in public art, it needs to be work that is cited 
on a public building, uh, a fire station, a police station, you know, um, uh, water treatment, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really where public art comes from. That That's where we focus our attention. Sure. So you mentioned and you're cultivating for the city of Odessa, but instead of creating just one location for people to visit, you're spreading that collection across town. So how many public art displays are there in Odessa now? Wow. Uh I knew that I was coming on here, so <laughs> I started looking, and, and the other question I get, which is probably one you'll ask, is where to find them, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are going to say, okay, well, where do you go for this art? So I started inputting our public art onto a Google map, and I've gotten up to 33 pieces and murals so far. I, I want to be very clear, that's not just what we have done. It is stuff that was already in the public art collection before there was a public art program and before I started work here. So I'm trying to work backwards and finding, you know, just everything that's in a park that's near a public building, uh, that's a mural on the side of a building. And I'm just trying to catalog all of that. Yeah, I know. I remember, and I am sure a lot of people do the, was it the jackrabbits about Mm -hmm. town? Is that part of those collections as well? Yes, uh, because that was a program that was started by what was then Main Street Odessa, Mm -hmm. Odessa Arts and Discover Odessa. Those rabbits were estimated to have a lifespan of about five to 10 years. In 2024, they will turn 20. Oh my goodness. And they're still there. And I think that's really great. And that talks a lot about the longevity of art. So that is one of the things that we have done is just to to be able to catalog the jackrabbits. I think if I remember, I have a childhood friend that did the patchwork rabbit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just, I have, there's a rabbit in my heart somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so when, you know, you talked about 1978 and you've talked about, you guys have just recently taken on the Odessa public art. When did that public art effort really start in Odessa in this way, I suppose? So I started in 2014 and at the time they were halfway, the organization was halfway through a public art project that became the Stragglers, which is the bronze sculpture that's at UTPB. So that if you look at 42nd and and JBS, there's a cattle drive sculpture. And uh, so when that project was over, the city came to me and said, you know, we've got all of these different pieces all around town and we don't even know what all we have and we're not real sure how the artists are selected and there's just a it's it's very nebulous can you help us put together a a a program and and a guide and some guidelines for public art so that it has a structure and we know about lifespan and we know about all of this stuff and um I'll tell you when I was hired there was no public art program and I didn't anticipate that that would be part of my job um So I got to help create it and it was so much fun. So we hired a consultant to come down and uh, she would come down about every two months. We'd have public roundtables. We'd ask people what they want to see. We'd talk to city officials about things like insurance, you know, really boring things, contracts, maintenance. And then we put together a public art master plan that was adopted by the city in 2015. And from that, we seated our first public art advisory board. And so that that's really where the program started. Okay. So I know that you have an entire process that when you have a location where you can place art, you get bids from artists and you get, sure. you know, their ideas and thoughts. And then when it comes to implementation, some of the things I've seen on your social media, you're inviting community members to come and be a part of that in some ways too, right? Yes. That actually came to us from one of our muralists. 
we got, I don't know if you noticed, but we got very mural happy this year. Yeah, Midland has two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a thing that's exploding across Amazing. West Texas, and it's really cool. And I love that the, the two cities are feeding off of each other in this way mm -hmm. because more art is better than less art. And I don't care if your mural is in Midland, Odessa, or in Pyote. Right. It's going to be, a you know, it's good to have that art there. So uh, one of my muralists came down to to start a mural and he said can we invite the public i i've got this this process so that we can have anybody come in and paint and they're not going to mess it up and i was like okay i'll take that bet but let's let's do it anyway and so we put together a community art day at black tulip and it was so cool to see what what uh jonathan the artist did he would tape off these geometric figures and he would put a number mm -hmm. and so a kid would come up and and he'd pick a brush and that brush would be number one and he'd say okay so your this is your color and it's purple and you go paint every number one triangle purple and you know, kids can do that. It's yeah. paint. It's paint by numbers, it's and you just do that. And when the day was over, he peeled off the tape, and you could see these perfectly pristine triangles. And this, you know, for the rest of his life, this kid is going to see that and say, "I did that." That's wonderful. Yeah. What's the engagement been like from for getting the audience out there to be a part of that? I think it's been wonderful. Um, we haven't ever had a community art day that has not been well attended. It, you know, just like everything else, it depends on the weather. It depends. Is this a football game day? Uh, you know, things like that. But uh, the other good thing about how well both of our communities are encouraging the arts to thrive is that we can't help but schedule on, on top of one another because there's so much going on. So where I used to worry about that, I'm just like, you know what? If if you're going to Midland Community Theater to see a play instead of painting on my mural, big deal. You're going to see art and I'm not mad at anybody. Yeah, we're all achieving the mission, right? Right. You're exactly. getting people engaged in art and being a part of that. Yes. You know, I think that's what really I think is so important about what you're doing is that you're asking the community to be a part of beautifying their community, putting mm -hmm. color in their community and yes. creating art. Yeah. And we also engage the public in the selection of the artist. Okay. So uh for example, we have a sculpture that's in front of the new uh Odessa Police Training Facility. Mm -hmm. It's by um, Oscar Alvarado out of out of San Antonio. And it's this beautiful mosaic glass sculpture. So when we define an opportunity like that, the city comes to me and says we're doing, uh, you know, renovations on the training facility. Here's your budget for art. So we put together a selection committee, and that selection committee includes. Uh, staff from the building we're working on. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it, we had two OPD officers. We also have two members of the Public Art Advisory Committee, myself. We get a representative from downtown Odessa because it's in the downtown footprint. And then we look at, uh, I'll go to city council, whoever is representing district one, that that's the district it's in. And I say, hey, we're doing this thing. Do you have any constituents that you think would be good for this? And they'll give us somebody. So we have about you know, eight to 10 people on this selection committee. And they're with me from the time we start by writing the call for art mm -hmm. until we pick the design. So they get to do 
Every step of the way, they get to review the resumes, they get to see images of previous work, they get to help us pick the finalists, and then they see the the finalists' um, proposals, we interview the finalists, and then we make a recommendation. So I never forget the public part of public art. Um, because if you're going to have to see it every day, then I think you should be able to have a voice in what you get to see. That's part of that percent for art mm-hmm. that the city of Odessa has implemented. Talk yes. to me about what that is. So percent for art means that uh, 1% of any capital project that the city undertakes is uh, budgeted for site-specific art for that project. So we'll use the the police department as an example. They were doing the training facility. We had a specific amount of that budget to go out and find an artist and create a piece. Uh, That's really important to me because other cities just take that 1% 1% and they put it in a pot and the money from the police department could go to, uh, you know, something on the other side of town. Yeah. And for me, I, w- I want to see the, the employees, the officers, the people that are going to be in that building that helped fund that art get something. Yeah. And it allows us to do some things that are uh, not as predictable, like uh, the Oscar Alvarez, uh, but also in fire stations number nine and six, instead of putting a sculpture in the front, we hired stained glass artists to actually create stained glass in the building. That to me is a really cool way of incorporating art into the actual architecture of the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that because people think of murals and they Mm -hmm. think of statues and that's great because both of them are fantastic, but there's more to it than that. Uh, And the artist that we had at fire station number nine, uh, her family, she came from a family of firefighters. So her piece was very informed by the fact that it was going into a fire station. It wasn't abstract. It spoke to the duties and the sacrifices of firefighters. That's really meaningful. I love the idea that the art has to be on the site mm-hmm. where where the money's coming from. Yes. It's connected to those people. And I think it would also help to ensure that that art is truly available in various parts of the community. Right. You know, I I am a big fan of the Ellen Noel. I'm a big fan of Museum of the Southwest. I think they do some fantastic uh, work. It's always a struggle to get a segment of the population to go into a museum. Mm-hmm. Some people think that's for other people. It's not for me. Yeah. And so if by putting art out into the public where you can just drive by it or just happen upon it and it moves you or it speaks to you, that might encourage you to go see what's happening at the Illinois. It might encourage you to go see what's happening at the Museum of the Southwest. And so I think of, of public art as kind of a gateway into our other cultural assets that we have here. How has taking on this public arts cultivation changed Odessa Arts? Well, it's it's certainly made us more busy. It has really opened my eyes to a whole new a- avenue to get art to the people. It's given me a lot more community pride. Like, look at what my community is doing, right? I hope that the other people that see these things feel the same way. It has, it has led us to be featured on a documentary for Amazon Studios this spring. What? Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a uh, there's a series called The Story of Art in America. 
it was a 90 minute documentary and then they filmed a season that was just released in i think june uh and they traveled across the united states mm -hmm. looking at cities and they're filming season two right now season three is going to be focused on texas so they picked uh seven eight cities okay. that they want to focus on the art journey of that city and odessa is one of them that's amazing yeah. wow go west texas yes odessa. i am i'm very very excited about that we need to have local artists to be featured in that. You know, that's one of the things. It's not just about the public art. It's about the journey of the artists in, in our community. So we're looking for local artists that want to be featured in the in the documentary. So, wow. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's one thing I can speak to from MSS perspective. The value of the talent here in our yes. community is just mind-blowing. We at MSS also host the gallery at MSS. Yeah, I, I loved walking in here today just to see what was new. You know, every time I come in, there's a, there's a new collection. There are new pieces. I learn something new. I think that's a great thing that MSS does to provide a showcase for our local artists. Well, and that's the thing. There are so many local artists, and we're, we're so proud to partner with the arts organizations in Midland that we're able to, the Palette Club, Midland Arts Association, to make that happen. Um, there's some incredible talent here. So if you yes. are listening, be sure to reach out to Randy over yes. at Odessa Arts. Um, I think it's wonderful to see recognition on our community for something other than oil and gas. I mean, in addition to, don't say other than, in addition right. to. In addition to. In addition to. You're right. It's yes. just nice to, to have some sure. real good stories coming out of our community. Yes. Um, so what does success look like in this engagement with the public for you guys? How are you seeing or tracking the impact on the community? It's it's so hard to quantify mm -hmm. that. What I hear most often is just like, oh, I went by the, the Howdy Y'all mural yesterday and that was so pretty. Thank you so much for doing that. We as a staff, you know, myself and, and, and the rest of the staff, we work really hard to make sure that this stuff is available. The fact that I'm hearing less and less that there's nothing to do here. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is my barometer of success. The other part is I think that our artists feel supported. They get to exhibit at MSS. They get to exhibit in the Community Art Gallery at City Hall. They get to exhibit at uh, Museum of the Southwest and Ellen Noel. And, and that's just the visual artists. You know, you've got your theaters that are just doing phenomenal work as well. The symphony, our symphony is celebrating 60 years, right. 60 years. And I love that it's both communities supporting it. Absolutely. We do have some incredible arts programs throughout yeah. West Texas. The length of time of Summer Mummers and Midland yes. Theater, what Midland Festival Ballet is doing, mm -hmm. partnerships that are happening with Base and PBS. There's some really yeah. incredible ways that people are taking their program into the community. Mm -hmm. For those agencies that are looking at stepping out into community programs and engaging with the public, do you have any tips or tricks or ideas on how to start? Before we talk about volunteerism, I want to say if you have an idea for something that you want to see, first of all, do your due diligence. Chances are if you're thinking that, other people are thinking that too. Oh. Talk to your cultural entities. Come talk to me. Go talk to the Arts Council of Midland. There are grant programs. And not only that, but we'll give you the logistical help to to get you off the ground to be able to do it. We want you to succeed. So ask the questions, come to us, ask us for marketing assistance, ask us where do I find a caterer, I don't know. Whatever your need is, we can help you do that. Um, 
but but don't be afraid to just step out and try that thing. If you just want to get involved and you don't want to be the driving force behind something, go to, you know, go to the Wagner and Usher. Go to the Ector Theater is always looking for ushers. Um, there are places here that are looking for volunteers. Uh, so all you have to do is knock on that door and say, I, I'm here to help. Well, we have near the end of our time. We could keep talking forever. <laughs> we could. But I think that our friends at the recording library might have some other work to be done. Oh, come on. We're we're a treat. They want to keep us here forever. <laughs> I think they might. So Randy, <laughs> last thoughts. Any final any final thoughts you'd like to add? Patronize your arts organizations. Go to the theater. Go to the actor. Go to tune into PBS. Yes. All of that stuff helps us, you know, these groups are very dedicated towards putting something out there for the community to enjoy. And I know sometimes I'm the same way. You get home at the end of the day and you're just dog tired. And the only thing you want to do is make a grilled cheese, crawl into bed and watch Netflix. Um, I'm the same way. But if there's a, a cultural event going on, Give them a little bit of your time because they will appreciate that so much. And you'll find once you get out there, you're like, I'm glad I came out. I've never left a, a cultural event and been like, God, that was a waste of my time. I always come away feeling enriched and proud of my community. And that's what's that's what you're going to feel by going out into the community and patronizing all of these wonderful organizations that do this for the public. I love it. And I want to reiterate the Basin PBS comment because yeah. there are some things, especially this season – that there will be, they will be airing on Basin PBS that are specifically local art productions and yes. local artistic representations. If you're not able to physically go, tune in. Yeah, I, I will tell you one of the best things to happen during the pandemic because we had to. We were afraid we were going to have to cancel the Shakespeare Festival. Mm -hmm. And we have 3,000 students from across the Permian Basin that come to the globe to see this. And I was just distraught by the fact that we weren't going to be able to do this. And PBS said we can help. And so we brought our Shakespeare Festival into town and we spent two days and we filmed it without an audience. And then Basin PBS broadcast it on Shakespeare's birthday and then made it available to every Region 18 school. Wow. So, Collaboration at its mm -hmm. finest, y'all. Yeah. I love it. Randy, thank you so much for being here today. Autumn, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope we get to do this again. I hope so, too. And to our listeners, please stay tuned to wherever you hear podcasts for the next episode of State of the Nonprofits. And thanks, as always, to the Recording Library of West Texas for their partnership. <laughs>